1029 The Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. Typical sunshine, muggy Monday in June in Ashland, Virginia, and maybe a few storms on our horizon. We'll check weather in just a second as we bid you a very pleasant good evening here live at Sports Page Grill Ashland for another edition of In the Red Zone live on 1029 The Mater. Fans listening one of three ways, 102.9 FM and 1430 AM on your radio dials. If you are listening on your mobile device on the TuneIn radio app on Radial, R-A-D-I-A. We welcome you into this edition of the program. And for those of you listening at the links at either rvasportsnetwork.com or hanovercountysports.net, both a part of the RVA Sports Network. We very much appreciate you tuning in. A bit of weather news before we dive into the week that was, and that is a severe thunderstorm warning in effect for another 25 minutes until 6.30 for the eastern half of Louisa County, predominantly in the Lake Anna area, up in Bumpus, Buckner, Apple Grove, areas such as that. 60-mile-an-hour wind gust, hail possible, frequent cloud-to-ground lightning. And we're also watching some new cells that are coming up just south of Richmond, one in eastern Chesterfield County and one moving through portions of Dinwiddie County. None of them are severe. We do not expect widespread severe weather tonight, but a few isolated strong to severe storms are possible. And we do have that one warning in eastern Louisa County to our west until 6.30. So if you're listening, going home in Beaverdam or Montpelier out in the western fringe of Hanover County up uh, Route 54, uh, just keep an eye. I'm sure you see ahead of you in the skies the storm now affecting Louisa County. Well, we finally put a wrap on the 2018-19 high school sports season on Thursday and Friday as we were able to finally crown champions across the Commonwealth in all six classifications in baseball and softball. And here in the RVA, we were left with three teams in the running come Friday. We began with more, as you know, on Thursday afternoon, we had the Class 6 state softball semis, and both Cosby and Manchester were alive. And on opposite ends of the bracket, so there was hope that those two teams would meet for the fourth and final time this year. And for the time being, it would have been the final postseason meeting that they could have because coming up in the fall, Manchester is one of several area teams that are moving classifications in their case. They'll be moving down from Class 6. That's the largest classification down to Class 5. And you say, Rob, why did they move the schools? The six classifications in the Virginia High School League are all based on enrollment size. So, therefore, Class 6 are the schools that have the highest number of students, followed by five, then four, and so on. And when you have a couple of situations happen, it causes the Virginia High School League every two years to make some adjustments and move some teams up and other teams down. This year, it's a little bit more, how should I say this, uh, a little bit more complex because in every two-year period, there's some minor changes. But then once every four years, and we've come up to that particular moment, there can be some more major changes. We have new schools being built still in northern Virginia. We have growth in schools here in the Richmond area population 
and shifts, therefore enrollment shifts. So uh, Manchester will go down from six to five. So will Clover Hill next year uh, down in Chesterfield County. Region 6B will almost cease to exist the way that we've known it here the last two seasons. And on a future edition of the broadcast, as we get closer to August, we're going to break all this down and talk more about it. Here in Hanover County, Lee Davis, their time in Class 5 is done. They're moving down to Class 4, and they will be with Pat. Patrick Henry and Hanover leaving Atley, the only Hanover County school in class five. So in other words, when we get to the postseason, whatever the sport might be, and you think about it, especially in football, Atley would be the only Hanover County representative in the rugged region 5B with the likes of Highland Springs and Verina and Henrico and LC Bird, et cetera, et cetera. And Manchester would be coming down into there as well. Midlothian is moving up from four to five. Meanwhile, Lee Davis would join Patrick Henry and Hanover in class four, where in region B, you're joined by the likes of Dinwiddie and Monacan and Louisa and Eastern View and others. Uh, one other big uh, change that is coming is for Goochland High School as they'll be moving up from Class 2 to Class 3. That is a huge jump for that institution. And again, we'll get into all of that as we get closer to the start of the new season in August. But we mention it now because Cosby and Manchester softball hoping to play each other for the state championship and kind of wrap things up from a postseason standpoint for the time being as Cosby will remain a class six school, but it did not happen. Cosby defeated Langley seven to one in their semifinal, but South County, Kara Martin, was an absolute beast in the circle. A 16 strikeout performance and only throwing 83 pitches to do it and eliminating Manchester 9-0. So Manchester in the last two years, state runner-up and state semi-finalist, and now they move into Class 5 next year. That set up the championship between South County and Cosby, and if you may have already heard by now, it became the second longest Virginia High School League state softball championship game in history. The only game that lasted longer at the championship level was War Hill's win over Brookville in 18 innings two years ago in Class 3. This past Friday, they played over four hours, went 17 innings, 16 and a half of them scoreless, 39 combined strikeouts between sophomore Taylor Norton of Cosby and sophomore Kara Martin of South County before an error helped South County score the championship run and the only run of the game in the bottom of the 17th, and the Stallions win the Class 6 state title. A very heartbreaking afternoon in the end for Cosby, but they have eight sophomores on their team. Five of them start for them. One of them is Norton in the circle. Cosby's going to be just fine moving ahead into 2020 and beyond. For Mills Godwin baseball, it was the highest of highs and lowest of lows. As In the semifinals, they were able to overcome an early 3-0 deficit and walk it off bottom of the seventh. Bryce Safferwich, the hero, as they defeat Halifax, head to the state championship in a game they got because of weather. First moved to RF&P Park and then later moved to Pittfield at the University of Richmond. Big kudos to the Spiders and to everybody over there for helping us get Get these games finally in, and wouldn't you know it, Stafford, their opponent, who also had a walk-off win in a wild semifinal before the Godwin semi-Thursday, it's a 3-3 tie, and Stafford walks it off bottom seven. They win the championship 4-3, denying the Eagles their first state title. In 20 years, 1999, the last time Mills Godwin won it all. James River in Class 6 baseball on Friday had to have won twice in order to get the state title. 
But in the end, it was their opponent who did so. They got down 9-3 to Lake Braddock. They were able to cut it to 9-6, but that's all. Rapid season ends in the state semis. 9-6, the final. Lake Braddock went on to win the Class 6 Baseball Championship. But we've had a phenomenal year in high school sports in 2018-19 here in Hanover County and across the RBA. And we'll talk more about that and have some of our coaches and friends come through as June comes into July. We'll have a chance to look back. And then the 1st of August, we look forward and we get set for the 2019 football season and beyond but we finally got everything in and to everyone who played a role we mentioned this last week all the directors of student activities who had to work on the fly sometimes in horrific weather conditions in order to get all of these champions crowned even though it took an extra week for baseball and softball congratulations and thank you to all of you who were part of that and I, I hope you're resting right now. I just hope you're either sleeping or you're on a beach enjoying a sunny beverage and a, and a nice cool breeze. You definitely deserve it with all of the incredible amount of hours and work it took to finally get all of that done. A quick reminder that the Class 5 and Class 6 State Spring Jubilees, after being here in Richmond the last two years, Co-hosted by Deep Run and Mills Godwin, I mean, excuse me, Deep Run and Glen Allen. They are rescheduled now to return to Northern Virginia. They're going to be in Loudoun County, hosted by three schools, uh, beginning in the spring of 2020. Well, we turn a page and say goodnight to that chapter, and we get set in a moment to talk about another new chapter, only this time it's in women's basketball. Our guest tonight live here in the Red Zone at Sports Page Grill is the brand new basketball coach for the University of Richmond Spiders women's basketball program. Coach Aaron Roussel joins us on the other side of this break. We'll talk about his career, his basketball life, coming to Richmond, the decision to become a Spider, and what we can look forward to in 2019-20 and beyond. That's all coming up next after our first time out live at Sports Page Grill on this beautiful Monday night. You are in the red zone. There's more to come right after this short break. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. 
When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stottenmeyer and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. As always, a big thank you to our friends at We Think and Inc. right down the street. Chuck Stoudemire and the gang with all the business uh, uh, work that you need to be done printing-wise. Get in touch with them. We Think in Inc. Our friends at Massey Wood and West. Massey Wooded West fueling Virginia since 1923 at 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or you could go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. And, of course, our friends here at Sports Page Grill in Ashland uh, was uh, recovering from all the high school events on Thursday evening. Had to come up here to the radio station, decided, I, I need some fuel. So uh, they unfortunately weren't able to get the concessions moved from the high schools over to RF&P Park on Thursday afternoon. So Thursday evening was spent right here in Sports Page Grill, uh, enjoying the barbecue as I always do. We always thank Squirrel and Willie and the gang for having us here each and every Monday night. Well, how about a 72% career winning percentage? 312 victories over his coaching career. He's had 102 wins in the last four years, and the University of Richmond is blessed to be able to now call him their new head women's basketball coach. Aaron Roussel joins us live here in the red zone. First chance to get to meet you personally, coach. Congratulations on, on Richmond. Welcome to Richmond. How you doing? I appreciate that. It, really happy to be here. And uh, it's been, I think we just hit the 60-day mark uh, the other day. So it's been two months of, of trying to get acclimated, uh, both professionally. Uh, I think the, personally stuff, uh, the personal stuff will happen when the family moves here next month. Uh, so excited for that. But it, it's been great. It's been a great community and a lot to offer here you know what people forget that when they hear like uh, you know about a coaching change oh well great we got a new coach great and get recruits so let's go okay let's turn this thing around though let's go they totally forget about that personal <laughs> element that now you've been a couple of months really away from the rest of your family and they're going to have to try to tie up loose ends you know uh, up where you've been and then get them down here you've got all of that going on behind the scenes as well and, and we as fans kind of tend to forget the personal aspect you, you, of it you got to marry well you have to make sure that you do <laughs> You have to do well with that. Uh, but the other part of it, too, I think a lot of people don't realize, and maybe even sometimes as coaches you don't think about, this isn't one of those where you take a job and then you start planning and all right i'll be there in a month i mean you, you literally are there the next day right you know there's a group of players that are waiting you know in a, in a situation like this they were kind of waiting for the announcement and had kind of been without a coach and kind of been in that uh, that waiting game and, and you don't want that extend anymore you want to get in there you want to start recruiting you want to hit the ground running and you know you're in a car you're waiting for a flight and you're you're there that <laughs> next day and uh, our administration was fantastic and uh, getting us down here and uh, was able to have my family down here a couple times and they'll be down here full-time like i said here in the next uh, probably three, four weeks. Full-time very soon. Well, before we start talking spider basketball and just get get the uh, the listeners a little acclimated to you personally, what's your first memory about basketball? Oh, man. Uh, this is like playing, you know, I'll tell you this, playing, playing a Nerf hoop at my grandma's house, putting on <laughs> uh, swim goggles because I was infatuated with the Lakers and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul so I go. put on swim goggles. 
nuts and ran around the house dunking on, on the Nerf hoop. Even those suction cup hoops that you could yes. put up in the mirror. Oh, yeah, man. There's probably I – don't, I don't think the social media wasn't around back then. There'd be some probably videos I'd have to answer to back then. <laughs> I had that in my room growing up, too. Love those suction oh, cups, man. man. They were awesome. Now, did you perfect your hook shot as well? I uh, worked on it back then, you know, probably uh, just like my basketball game. Probably didn't perfect it either way uh, <laughs> with my left hand either. Um, so uh, it was rather one-dimensional at that point, and uh, that sort of turned into coach instead of a player. So when was that tipping point? That always is a fascinating thought to me is, is to how someone one day in their mind goes, I want to coach this sport. There's got to be some sort of a, an extra motivation or reasoning behind that. Can you explain yeah, how it happened for you? I had some really fantastic youth basketball coaches, youth sports coaches in general when I was young. And it was always something I really enjoyed doing. I was very fortunate. Uh, even in my, my last year of high school and then uh, the, the summers during college, came home, was able to coach – you know, club teams, high school, uh, and AAU teams uh, on the boys' side, and really just enjoyed that. I went to college, uh, kind of two different paths. Either wanted to become you, wanted to go on the journalism <laughs> side of it, or uh, really my plan was kind of go to law school. Uh, so I did the journalism, political science thing. Uh, had planned on going to law school, and really got up until my the end of my senior year in college. Had a great professor that kind of questioned my passion uh, for going down that road. And, uh, you know, you, you're young. You don't realize it then, but you're young. Professor kind of gave you the whole, uh, if money didn't matter, what would you do? And it talked about coaching basketball, and it's kind of hit me upside the head. And I was like, why don't you give it a year or two, see what happens. Things happened, you know, and it was very fortunate and it kind of went down that path and had to come to Jesus moment to make sure that, uh, you know, five, the LSAT lasts for five years. I knew I wasn't going to retake the LSAT. So I think maybe my third year at Chicago realized I was going to kind of stay down this path. Wow. And it takes some perseverance to stay down this path because there are a lot of different levels of positions you're going to have to go through and you did as well until you can get to you know what could be considered not just not a dream job but you know you finally get that first head coaching job it takes so long and there are so many steps in that process in most cases and I know you walked that road too did you ever have any time during that road that you kind of doubted and said maybe he was wrong oh absolutely (laughs) you know I think as a coach you're always trying to to pick up players try to instill confidence but uh, there, there's there's the coaching side of it that people probably don't realize, you know, how much you truly probably do question yourself, especially as a 25, 25-year-old 25, head coach. You yes. know, that, that, was, that was an interesting thing that you got thrown into. And, and, you know, there's a winner and a loser to every one of these games, you know. So you go into every game, you know, did, did you win or did you fail, yeah. you know. And, and even when you're doing things well, you're failing multiple times, you know. And you look at baseball players, they're, they're failing 70% of the time and those, those those guys are Hall of Famers. Basketball, you know, you, you need to be winning more than half your games, but it, it's just a hard thing to do. And, you know, you're constantly questioning yourself. I mean, probably even now. I mean, you're, you're making a bajillion decisions each oh, week yeah. and, you know, a bajillion of those during their, during each game. You, you don't know if everything's right or not. Right. So, you you know, I, I didn't have the, the luxury of being an assistant coach and kind of learning all those things like a lot of other people do. You kind of got thrown into it as a head coach, which, don't get me wrong, you, you learn a lot as a head coach <laughs> when you're kind of forced to. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there was definitely some times you, I don't know what else I would have done, but you definitely are wondering if maybe there was something else out there for you. But thankfully, you know, kind of stayed down that path and been very thankful that, that it all worked out. Now take us down the road from that first head coaching job until the rival in uh, Lewisburg at Bucknell several years back, a year different stops yeah. along the way. You know, it was, you know, at, at University of Chicago, coaching Division Three for eight years. You know, I know you have Randolph-Macon up here and a lot oh, of yes. other very successful Division Three programs. I loved it. Everything about Division Three hoops, I, 
I didn't have like necessarily have Division One aspirations. I, I loved where I was. I knew that as much success as we were having, there were still things he wanted to do. And you're, you know, you're close to winning a national championship. Didn't do that. So you still had goals. The Bucknell thing happened. Um, even at the end, I, it wasn't like I was dying for that opportunity. At least I didn't think so. And, and kind of took the interview almost as like, a, let's just make sure we can say no. Okay. Because I think yeah. we were so happy where we were. Uh, and, and just got to that point. And, and again, I think all the things that we loved about Division Three, the student-athlete model, uh, the, the high academic route, we had all those things at Bucknell. You didn't feel like you were selling your soul to high-level basketball and still no. doing things the right way. And, and to be honest with you, and maybe the next question is, how, how do you get to Richmond? It's the same thing. You know, we were very, very happy uh, at Bucknell. And we just talked about it. We have two of our players from Bucknell that are here tonight uh, because uh, they're working our camp here in town. But we weren't looking to leave. I think we had a very, very good setup at Bucknell. Had some relationships with uh, some other people that were working here at Richmond. And then uh, my wife had a little bit of a connection to the city, having lived here, lived here for three years. So I was familiar with that. But same thing. It, it took really coming down here to realize how special everything was. And now getting to meet the players, getting to meet our administrators and everybody else. Getting, getting to, I'll say, meet the restaurants around town, <laughs> the kind of local scene here. We couldn't be happier with everything that we that, and how it's worked out. Uh, I tell you, local scene has has stepped it up big time last 10, 15 years. Let me tell you oh, that. We're, we're, we're pumped. Uh, we're barely put a dent into those even so far. But you had to have, I mean, talk about a torn heart situation. Incredible success at Bucknell. And here in an incredible opportunity with Richmond. Right. What was the final tipping point? You know, I, I, some of it was just the comfort because of, because of our athletic director uh, being here. Uh, the comfort because the similarity in schools. Right. You know, and the academic missions of, of both of them. Um, you know, I've always said I want to coach at a place where I'd be really, really proud of my if my own kids went to college there and this this still checked that box you know i think you look at the excitement of of the robin center you look mm -hmm. at the excitement of the atlantic 10 you look at the excitement of, of the brand new practice facility that that's, yes. uh, is right now just a hole in the ground uh, <laughs> but i think that'll be a, a kind of a game changer next year and you've realized that as great as things as, as we had at bucknell you maybe kind of some ways had to take a step back um but i think the ceiling of, of a place like this the potential of, of richmond is so high up there that you just almost felt like you were cheating yourself if you didn't take this opportunity if, if you did not give yourself the chance you mentioned you're about 60 days in just kind of give me a first reaction from the returning players that you are now their head coach mm -hmm. and and some of the uh, reactions that you've had some of the things that you've you know kind of tried to implement just to kind of kind of get the ball rolling so that those who are coming back and those who are incoming yeah. as freshmen who committed see okay here's the future here's the road let's go well i think you, you said it you know right right now you are their head coach but I think even more importantly than that, they are our players. You know, mm. I think sometimes when you take a job, people talk about, oh, you just got to wait till he or she gets his players. You got to wait till, you know, it, 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 I, that bothers me. You know, and I think when, when you take over a program, you know, we, we chose those kids. You know, right. we chose this program. We chose those kids. They didn't choose me. You know, you kind of have, you have to make them your players. And I think that was something that we talked a lot about early in the stages at Bucknell and same thing here. Um, they, they've really, they've been tremendous. You know, and I think there's, there's different things that each coach that comes in, different things that you value. And, and so, like I said, they committed to a different model. They committed to a different coach. Mm -hmm. And, and so there's probably a lot of question marks coming in, you know, uh, from, from their side of it. But they, they have really jumped on, on board. We've asked them to do a lot of different things that they probably were not comfortable with. They're, they're living life outside of their comfort zone here for the last two months. And, and I've, I've been telling them, with, with each week, we see the improvement both on the floor. But really, I think that the biggest thing 
has been the improvement in just the buy-in. Like, they are all of a sudden excited about, you know, they, these aren't the easiest workouts we're taking them through this time of year. You right. Know, these, are, these are the tough ones. And they've really jumped on board. You, you start to see you start to see them around the facility a little bit more. You know, you start to hear that ball bouncing a little bit more, even when you're not in practice. When that, that ball's bouncing in the gym, that's a great sound for a coach to hear. And I, I, I really have sensed a change and kind of the eagerness from this group over the last two months. That's awesome to hear. Because uh, we've seen here in the past year from the Atlantic 10 standpoint, both VCU and Richmond were struggling a bit, but VCU really yeah. turned things around last year. Uh, just phenomenal success for Coach Beth O'Boyle. They were the one seed in the tournament, made it to the championship yep. game before falling there in the finals in Pittsburgh. And, and we know from past experience that Richmond can do the exact same thing. So, uh, how do you kind of paint that picture and help help these ladies understand that that can be you? That can be you if, if you put into work, uh, if you do what you need to do and you believe in what we're trying to accomplish. Well, I think a little bit the comfort of, of doing similar things at, at two other institutions, you know, and I think some a little bit pointing back to those experiences. You know, no two, no two situations are exactly the same, but I think that a lot of what we walked into at Bucknell feels very similar to what we're going through at, at Richmond right okay, now. Okay, yeah. You know, you kind of maybe had to fake some confidence maybe uh, eight years ago, seven years ago at the beginning of Bucknell. <laughs> now, as a coach, you know, again, there, there's there's going to be ups and downs, but I think having gone through that now a couple times, I think it gives me a level of confidence, but also... You know, I, and for instance, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, you know, we, we've shown a lot of clips from even our Bucknell time, you know, and then, you know, I think our Bucknell kids today, hopefully we're, we're not telling all the stories uh, that, that we went through uh, up in Lewisburg, you know, but just talking to these guys about, you could tell there was some dialogue today about, hey, you know, this, I'm really struggling with this. And, yet, you know, two of our seniors that were here working you know, referenced their frustration as a freshman learning these new things. It's not the easiest of offenses to pick up on, but I think it will be fruitful down the road. So you just kind of have to get them to kind of stick to it uh, a little bit. And, and I think, like I said, our experience going through it, their experience going through it, hopefully will help. Um, you know, and to be honest with you, looking at VCU, what they did. You know, yeah. this is, it wasn't like this was a gradual thing. You know, they, they really kind of took this past season by storm, they did. Uh, which is awesome. You know, I think if the A-10 is tough and there's a lot of very, very successful programs in this league, a lot of great coaches, you know, if, if at the end of this thing or the, you know, whatever years down the road, if all of a sudden we can get Richmond and VCU together kind of at the t- Top of the of the A10, how awesome would that be? That'd you know, be on both wild. sides of this. If we can get the men's and women's to, you know, have, you know I don't want to say this, you know, and upset people, but if you can get that A10 to kind of run through uh, the city of Richmond, yeah. both programs, how awesome would that be for this area? It would be fantastic. It would be phenomenal. Uh, tell me about some of the girls returning that you, you're kind of leaning on right now at, at this moment, yeah. because they're kind of showing you some ropes too, as right. well as you showing them, okay, you know, here's how the program's going to be. Right. I mean, I think Jade Hines Clark has been a really good player here for this program, going back to even her freshman year you know and I kind of like everybody you have ups and downs but you know you've been around a lot a lot of great players over the last 15 years been a lot of a lot of great leaders and and she's been tremendous I mean she really kind of has this program she has a real pulse of this program you know and I think just the number of people on our campus that that talk openly about how much of a great kid she is and and you start to see some other kids latching on to that and like I said you you see the Claire Holtz of the world that um, the Kaylin Fees that maybe haven't uh, you know statistically been as great a shooter uh, in the stat sheet is is I I think they will be right they're in the gym you know they're working on these sort of things and you know we, we weren't a very good shooting team last year and that's something that 
in this offense. We, we make a premium. That's something, a priority that we talk about with recruiting. I think that's something that uh, we were able to kind of strike some fear in some of those bigger programs when we were at Bucknell and, and have some had some success against those guys. We need to improve that, you know, and, and, and we'll, we'll alter our, our offense. We'll change some things to, to kind of suit our strengths, mm-hmm. but you know, when you're a coach and you can see, you can stretch a defense and make some shots from the perimeter. I think that changes things, and, and we gotta we gotta improve on that. It most certainly does. And let's go back to the Atlantic Ten for just a moment because you just mentioned yeah that there it was a season that was really interesting and and based on say the five seasons previous to that was kind of unusual. There yeah. were some changes and some teams that were disappointing. Uh, George Washington struggled this year. Yeah. Dayton struggled a bit this year. For Dayton, for, for, for Dayton, from a right. from a Dayton standpoint. <laughs> Exactly. And then you had teams that kind of went up and, you know, took a bite out of the apple. VCU was one, but there were several. I guess one of the challenges for you now in this new position is that you realize that, hey, there's an opportunity for us to jump quickly, but there's a whole lot of people around me. UMass, Rhode Island, I could just go on and on who want to do the exact same thing. Well, and I think that's something you look, you know, you have 14 teams and, you know, I think being down uh, at the A-10 meetings this year, you know, the the A-10 strength top to bottom the last two years hasn't been, you know, probably traditionally what it has been and, and really what it should be. And right. I think we all recognize that. But you also recognize there's a lot of new coaches and young coaches in our league and a lot of young talent in our league. So do I think that we've improved over the last two months and even the last two weeks? Absolutely. You know, but there, there's an improvement and there's an improvement at a rate higher than what everybody else is doing. So it's not just improving against what you are. You have to jump some other teams, and that's not going to be easy. UMass kind of went through what we think we're about to go through this year. They're, they're probably two or three years ahead of that right now. You still have Stephanie Gately, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal coach. Um, you know, you saw what they were able to do. Mm-hmm. this year at Fordham. VCU is kind of on a run right now. And, you know, kind of the, the other heavy hitters, GW, you know, they've been very, very good. Uh, and they, yeah, you're not going to hold Jen Rosati yeah, down anytime Absolutely, soon. absolutely. And even Duquesne, you know, and Duquesne's been a strong program here nationally for a while. So when you look at it, you know, you, you want to make a jump. But I think one of the intriguing things for me was, you know, as much success as we had at Bucknell, that was a one-bid league. You know, and yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you had a lot of success. You talked about the 102 wins over four years, but, you know, that relief at the end, because it really comes down to a one-week season. That's right. You know, and I think hopefully in the in the A-10, if we can kind of get this thing going collectively as a league, you start seeing that multiple bid league. And, and even on the guys' side, they've been able to do this probably a little bit more than we have. If we can make this a multiple, multiple bid league, like I think it can be and, and maybe even should be, I, I think that's when we can kind of get this thing rolling a little bit, where you don't have to to cut down those nets for the conference tournament at the end of the year, but you can still kind of, you know, make a run in that dance. Yeah, because it was only, what, three years ago, four years ago, in the middle of their tournament run here at the Coliseum in Richmond, where the post-game press conferences, even late quarterfinal into semifinal Saturday, most of the conversation was, do you think you can get an at-large? Do you think because it was a two, a three-bid league? Right. And then you'd see three or four more head down to the WNIT, which is a great experience to get you ready to try to take the next step up. So, so, yes, the ATEM is, is, I think, primed to get back into that position, but it's going to take now some of that young talent that you right. were just talking about that we could see last year maturing and really taking over. Yeah, and, and, and again, that's that's what we said. Those balls got to be bouncing <laughs> in the gym, right? Um, but, no, I mean, I think, like you said, there, there's a lot of really proud programs out there are going to make a jump, and I, I'd be shocked if this thing isn't looking different in, in our league here over the next two or three years. A couple of things before we let you go, Coach. One, a, a little bit uh, of a local flavor with the incoming 
class. Yeah. I've watched Elena Chapman and Ann Angelbergos play, both play Trinity Episcopal since they were freshmen, and now here they're coming to UR. Uh, what do you think they're going to be able to bring to the table, how they've been able to kind of start to understand what you're trying to implement, as well as the entire incoming freshman yeah. class? Yeah, well, you know, we'll, we'll get our uh, get with them on the court next week. You know, So they're going to uh, start uh, their summer session next week, so we'll be able to be a little more hands-on at that point, trying to watch a lot of film. You know, there are people that maybe we saw a little bit on the recruiting trail, but we weren't actively recruiting either one of them. Knew and, and were aware of both of them. Uh, but again, I think they were special people down here. We, they weren't coming to Central Pennsylvania. <laughs> we, we kind of knew that. Uh, Angel, just a you know, kind of a lead guard, very very quick in transition. Kind of just kind of makes plays. You know, I think she's that mid-range jump shot. You know, on film looks really really good. We're going to work with her and kind of hopefully extend that range. And same thing with Elena. You know, I've been giving her a hard time about, you know, how. Uh, how confident she is around the basket, and I think that's something that we can really utilize. We, we've had a lot of players at Bucknell, even at Chicago, at that. As much as we talk about being positionless, you know, to to have somebody in kind of that big that big role, um, you know, they've had a lot of success. You know, a lot of players that have had some some pretty great accolades playing that position. I think she kind of fits the mold of what we'd be looking for. Uh, like I said, you know, she, she's been great, but hopefully we can kind of extend that range a little bit as well. So I think both of those will hopefully make an impact for us. And um, again, I, I feel like the vibe around town and vibe around the area has been strong. You know, we, we've been, I think, making pretty good inroads with our 2020 and 2021 class here over the last two months. And excited to see what uh, what fruits will, will bear from that. That's great. <clears throat> we love it when the local teams are looking locally because we love to be able to watch firsthand, you know, the kids as they go from one level to the next and see them blossom, see how their college careers go. So that's that's all good by us. I think my wife likes those recruiting trips a little bit more too. And you tell her, hey, I'm not going to be home. I got to be on the road, but you're hitting Trinity on the way home or whatever it may be. She'd be a big fan of that. And uh, my own kids like to make those recruiting trips as well. Exactly. Yeah. How long's your trip to? It's 25 minutes one way. It's okay. on the way home. Yeah, we can do work, that. No problem. We can do that. In the red zone, we'll take a short time out. We'll be right back. So stay Massey tuned Wood to the Mater. West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one-stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, Prompt, dependable service since 1923. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, 
It's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's 800 600 Family for sports, great food, and excellent service. Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Thank you for a great experience and for your... Sometimes you don't have to have a storm right over you to obviously affect you. We just took a power hit back in our studios on Ashcake Road, not far from where we sit right now at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. And we apologize that we lost you there for the last couple of minutes, but got things back and straight and ready to go. And hopefully we'll be good for the rest uh, of the hour. Again, big thanks to uh, New University of Richmond head women's basketball coach Aaron Russell for coming up and joining us tonight here live on uh, In the Red Zone at Sports Page Grill Ashland. Uh, we've had a working relationship uh, since 2014, 13-14 season with the Atlantic 10, especially the five years where the Richmond Coliseum was the host of the Atlantic 10 championship. What great championships we had there. And some of the great stars that came through who are now part of the WNBA, John Quill Jones from George Washington, the first one that obviously comes to my mind, but some of the great standouts who played at Dayton, uh, Ali Lamont, Malat. If I start trying to name off names, I'm going to get embarrassed and, and of course, forget some great people. Uh, so the, the Atlantic 10's in a position to where I, I believe it's it's not going to take much of a turnaround at being a one-bid lead the last couple of years in women's basketball. It can go back to being two and three very quickly. Uh, but, again, it's going to take an influx of those young stars that we've seen in the last year or two who are now going to be sophomores and juniors and then also maybe that class of 2017 in high school that will be 2021 eventually uh, that could be a key and as to you know you got the teams like VCU who made the corner last year UMass as coach mentioned and then you've got teams who'd want to turn around and make make that headway such as Richmond such as Rhode Island for example they have seemed to have been on the cusp for several years now when will they finally make that turn and then you've got some quality coaches in that league some with incredible amounts of experience mentioning Stephanie Gately who one time was the head coach at Richmond, now longtime coach at Fordham, who won the championship back in March, beating VCU in the final uh, out in Pittsburgh. By the way, the 2020 uh, A-10 Tournament Championship will be at Dayton Arena in Dayton, Ohio this year, and then it's scheduled to be at the Siegel Center back in Richmond here one year from now in 2021. But you see uh, obviously Lisa Stone at St. Louis, Cindy Griffin at St. Joseph's. There's just a, an incredible amount of experience and talent 
in the conference for it not to make that turn and, and go back to being a 2-3 bid in CAA tournament lead and then send a few more into the WNIT and have them be kind of the next teams up, so to speak, to take those experiences in the postseason and move up. So we're really excited, plus the local angle we were talking about with the tandem from Trinity Episcopal uh, on their way uh, to the Robin Center. So it's going to be a lot of fun this fall. We're looking forward to that very, very very much. We mentioned accolades uh, going into the break, and I got a few of them that I want to talk about before we get into On the Ball, presented by Virginia Real Estate and Development. Give somebody here at Sports Page Grill a chance to take a basketball home for their very own. Congratulations, Region 5B girls soccer team was finally announced today. Some of the All-State teams are now being announced, but we've got it from some of the other region teams that haven't been announced yet are now coming in, and we have the Region uh, 5B Player and Coach of the Year, congratulations to uh, Lauren Bruns. And Lauren at over at Douglas Freeman has had a phenomenal career. Lauren, as a sophomore, kind of put Douglas Freeman girls soccer back on the map. And then from that sophomore year, she had to go from being the hunted, uh, the hunter to the hunted. And if you followed Region 5B girls soccer in any way, shape, or form this year, if you're an Atlee fan, a Lee Davis fan, and you saw Freeman, you saw Deep Run, you saw the rise of Glenn Allen, what an incredible year they had, and how Glenn Allen and Douglas Freeman played three matches, the last one in that region semifinal with a trip to the state tournament on the line, and how all three of the matches had gone 0-0 through regulation period. There was one goal scored between those two schools in three games, and it was the golden goal in the regional semis for Freeman that sent Lauren Bruns and the Rebels on not only to the region final, but the state championship uh, tournament where they fell in the semifinals and penalty kicks on that horribly nasty Friday a week ago in the rain uh, to Albemarle, who eventually won the state championship. But congratulations to Lauren. Uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five members of Douglas Freeman making first team all region. One, two, three, four, five, six members of Deep Run making all region, including their goalkeeper, the senior Hannah McLaughlin. And uh, from local standpoint, athlete sophomore defender Laurel Barnes on the first team. Mary Pat McCombs, who finishes up her career uh, at Atlee, earned second team honors. Congratulations to them and third team honors don't want to uh, uh, forget about them Lauren Sullivan down at Atlee as well as Nicole Sullivan and both of them will be back next fall uh, Natalie McLean finishing her career as a midfielder her senior year also Kayla Renderley of course her older brother was a great uh, boy soccer standout at Atlee a few weeks ago got to know that family very well covering them over the years and a name to remember for Adelie Davis as they uh, get ready to move into uh, class 4 region B starting in 19 and 20 McKenzie Jolly third team all group 5a uh, group 5b region and just a freshman looking forward to see what she does in the years to come it is now time for on the ball presented by Virginia real estate and development which is right down the street here on England Street in Ashland your business looking for new property you're looking for maybe expansive property where you are you don't have enough room anymore get in touch with Gil and the gang at Virginia real estate and development V-A-R-E-D.com, V-A-R-E-D.com. Our trivia question tonight was, 
always what we try to try to do is, as we're talking about the week that was in sports at the start of our show, each week here on In the Red Zone, we always drop down a few facts. And if you remember those facts, it can make you a winner if you're live here at Sports Page Grill. I have Chloe with me this evening. Hello, Chloe. How are you? Good. Very good. How old are you? Almost nine. Almost nine. Now, you finished school. You're on summer vacation, aren't you? Yeah. Where did where'd you go to school this past year? Elmont. You were at Elmont. Now, you'll be back at Elmont next year, right? Yeah. You'll be going into the fourth grade or fifth grade? Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Wow. So, two more years, and you'll be going to middle school. Can you believe that? So, what's going to happen this summer? Are you going to have a lot of fun? Yeah. Awesome. Would you like a basketball? Well, why not? Eh, You know, here's the question that we're asking tonight here on In the Red Zone on On the Ball, presented by Virginia Real Estate and Development. There was a big softball game last week. It was for the state championship. They get a huge trophy if they win the game, and they're only supposed to play seven innings. That's all the regular softball game is in high school, but nobody could score because the pitchers were so good, and then one team finally scored and won the game one to nothing. My question is, how many innings did they end up playing in that championship game? Chloe, do you know? 17. 17, she says. Now, the record for the longest Virginia High School League State Softball Championship is 18, set two years ago. 17 is the correct answer. Congratulations, Chloe. You are a winner. On the ball, presented by Virginia Real Estate and Development. Very good. Now, do you play sports? Yes. What's your favorite sports to play? Lacrosse. Oh, you're a lacrosse. Do you play for a team in the area? Yeah. Who do you play for? Blackhawk. You play for Blackhawk. So one day, could I, when you get a little bit older and you start going to high school, I might see you on the lacrosse field? Never know. It's a very good possibility. What do you play? Are you a midi? Are you a goalkeeper? What do you play? Um... All of them. Wherever they, wherever the coach wants you to go, right? What's your favorite part of lacrosse? Um, being a midi. Being a midi? It's fun there, too, isn't it? Because you're always running around, and you get in the middle of the action and getting the ball. That's awesome. Well, Chloe, thank you for being with us here on On the Ball, and congratulations. Enjoy your summer. She gives me this really big smile. That's great. Chloe is our winner tonight. Congratulations, my friend. Yay! We're going to take one more quick time out. Come back, preview next week's program, a couple of more uh, tidbits of news and business we need to get uh, attended to as well as we have a huge event coming into the RBA coming up in just about three weeks. It's all up next after our final time out. Here in just a moment, we'll get back to Sports Page Grill here in the Red Zone. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after these messages. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Staudenmeyer and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. 
When you think of real estate, think Home Life Access Realty. For residential, farms, land, or new construction, Home Life Access Realty has the experience. From Richmond to Stafford, from King George to Louisa, best of all, Home Life Access Realty is a veteran and female owned local business. Donna and Roland are looking for agents to join their team. Stop by Home Life Access Realty, 313 England Street, Ashland, and be sure to say hi to Jerome the Gnome when you're there. Home Life Access Realty in Ashland, online at Home Life Access Realty. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. have the one severe thunderstorm warning that remains in effect until 7 p.m. for Caroline County, just north here of Hanover. It looks like the worst of the weather is going to go just to the north. It kind of bounced off the northwestern corner uh, of Hanover, but it has definitely affected Louisa County as well as Caroline County. Here this evening, some other storm activity just to the south of, uh, of the city of Richmond and Chesterfield, eastern uh, Henrique. A little line moving into Charles City County. There are no severe watches or anything like that. We are keeping an eye on it, though, for the next few hours, and we'll keep an eye on it again tomorrow. As, as a matter of fact, there's chance showers and thunderstorms every day through Thursday. And if it does warrant, of course, we declare SkyScan weather storm alert days here on the Mater to keep you and your family safe. And, of course, always SkyScan weather 10 past the hour here on the Mater. Talking about camps just a moment ago, Coach having the one at the University of Richmond reminded me to take a look over at Randolph-Macon because I knew their spate of camps were getting ready to start. And indeed, final days for registration for summer day camp with Randolph-Macon softball are underway. The day camp begins a week from today, June 24th. You get a chance to learn from uh, the Randolph-Macon staff and some of their players who, of course, just completed their first ever trip to the Division III College World Series. What a magical ride it was through the postseason. It was funny. I uh, was uh, wrapping up here last Monday night. And no, it wasn't last Monday night. It was Thursday when I stopped by after we had the uh, Cosby and the Manchester State softball semifinals. And Candace Whittemore and, and uh, her family were out enjoying dinner on the patio, and Candace was telling me how now she's adulting now. Uh, she's run out of softball eligibility, and she was completing her first week and uh, her first big job in the real world post-graduation. We're certainly going to miss Candace on the field. That is for sure, but there are several great Randolph-Macon players who are helping Coach Profit and Coach Sopko and the rest uh, for that summer day camp next week, Monday through Thursday, uh, the 24th through the 27th. And, of course, talking women's basketball made me think of our friend Carol Hay at uh, Randolph-Macon, and they already had their Battle at the Brock tournament camp earlier this month, but the high school elite camp is is coming up in August. It is August the 4th, a one-day camp. Registration deadline is uh, just before. They're the first part of August. And if you want more information, uh, go to thinkyellowjackets.com. That is think, yep, T-H-I-N-K, yellowjackets.com. Well, coming up in the next several weeks here uh, on In the Red Zone, we have an opportunity to kind of take a step back and look back at some of the big events that happened 
in the 2018-19 season, not only with Randolph Macon, as we did a week or so ago with Phil Stanton here on the air, uh, but also with some of the guys from the high schools in the area. And we're also going to turn the page and start looking ahead as well. But we would be remiss if we did not mention in the final minute of our broadcast tonight the Eastern League All-Star Game coming to the Diamond second week in July. First time we have had an All-Star Game here in Richmond. Uh, You'd have to go back a long time time uh, to figure out the last time when the International League, the AAA League, back when we had the Richmond Braves, uh, brought the best of their best here to Richmond. It might have been in the early days of the Diamond back in the mid-80s. Of course, the Diamond opened back in 1985, but we're really excited for Parney and the Squirrels organization and everyone that they'll get to host that event. they got a big celebrity home run derby coming up and tons of other activities at the diamond and away from the diamond to make it really a city experience. And that, again, is all coming up the second week in July, July after the July 4th holiday. Next week, we are back here live at Sports Page Grill Ashland. Don't have an official guest yet. We have one in mind that I think is going to be here and certainly not going to commit them live on the air without their permission. But we may be talking about some state championships next Monday night. I'll leave that hint right there. We thank an Inc. Massey Wood and West Sports Page Grill Ashland. We thank you for your support. Thanks to Calvin back in the studios. Thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight. Rob with them saying goodnight from Sports Page Grill. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.